0: will grace be to you and peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text then for this third week in Lent is from the Gospel of St. John, recorded for us in the second chapter, which was just read a few moments ago, and it'll serve as the basis for this day's meditation. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, now I don't know about you, But when I read the gospel reading for today, I just can't help it. I get chills running up and down my spine. I get a funny feeling, a distinct impression that Jesus is somehow not happy. He doesn't approve of what's going on, especially in his father's house. He doesn't like what he sees or what he hears. There were things that were happening that shouldn't be happening. And people are doing things that they shouldn't be doing in the temple of the Lord. People are doing things that they've never done before. Why? Why is all of this happening? What is the reason for all of this? Well, looking at our text for today, we find the reason to why these things are happening. But nonetheless, Jesus and his disciples, they were heading towards Jerusalem. They were going there for the Jewish Passover. And when they arrived at the temple, Jesus finds things being not the way that they ought to be. He finds people selling cattle and sheep and doves. Now, in itself, this isn't necessarily bad. But in the temple? Among this, Jesus also found others sitting at tables, exchanging the currency. Frustrated and yet passionate. Jesus, he makes a whip out of cords. And he drives all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. And he also scatters the coins of money. And he overturns all the tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, Get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into something that it is not. In other words... What Jesus was saying is simply this, the buck stops here and it stops now. You see, in the gospel reading for today, we see a side of Jesus that we don't often see, do we? We think of him as a gentle shepherd, the pleading Savior in Gethsemane, a silent lamb before the insurers, the dying Messiah on the cross. Forgiving and loving all his enemies. But we never ever see him with a whip in one hand. And turning over the tables with the other. And scowling at those crooked merchants. Who turned his father's house into, well, a flea market. You see, the Lord had a huge problem. He didn't like what was going on. So he's going to defeat it with passion, his passion. He made a whip out of cords, and he drove all from the temple area, both sheep and cattle. And he scattered the coins of the money changers, and he overturned their tables. And to those he sold doves, he said, get these things out of here. How dare you turn my father's house into a house of merchandise? You see, Mark's gospel refers to Jesus showing his righteous wrath. Now, can you imagine how that must have been? The reaction of the merchants and the money changers. Let's not forget his disciples. Did they take a step back at what Jesus said and did? Did they step back at Jesus' righteousness, his wrath, when he presented it? Suddenly, it was as Scripture tells us. They remembered Psalm 69, verse 9, which states, zeal for your house will consume me. You see, Jesus is so passionate, so caring, so loving. He loves his gospel and the place where people come to worship. That he was consumed in making sure that this beautiful house was used for worship and nothing else. You see, God's house is where people could enter God's presence. It is the house where people could pray, repent, look to the Messiah for comfort and the assurance of forgiveness, life, and salvation. But you see, the people and substitute the spiritual with the material. You see, this sin just ate Jesus up inside, and that's why Jesus clears his Father's house. He clears it with love, with passion. Does this same passion for God's house, does it fill you? When you come here this day, are you filled with the awe And do you look to the Lord and realize where you're at? Is there anticipation of approaching the Lord's Supper with a humble and repentant heart to receive Christ's body and blood? Or are we here because, well, we want to put forth our own agenda? Are we here because we want to hear God's Word? And we want to respond with praise, praise, prayer, and thanksgiving. Do we leave with a little bounce in our step, a twinkle in our eye? Do we feel the love of Christ? Or do we come to God's house with self-serving agendas and conflicted hearts? Are we more fired up about looking for faults with others? I hope not. And are we eager to accuse each other of things so minute? Are we more concerned about what we're going to eat and drink at lunch or supper than what we may eat at the Lord's Supper? Are we looking with the what-is-it-in-for-me attitude rather than what's given to me by our Lord Jesus Christ? Now, I must be honest. Things... Are not what they should be here. People are wonderful, but there are people doing things here in God's house that shouldn't be going on. And I have to ask the question why? Why is this going on? Give you an example Pastor, your sermons stink. Okay, great, but it's God's Word. You see, we we look for things with each other that we really should not be looking for. And I could go down a list of a hundred things, but that's not the point. The point is, Jesus is so passionate about his house. And he wants each and every one of us to have that passion. Like I said lately, things are not what they should be here. People are doing things to each other here in God's house that they shouldn't be doing. And why? And here's the key. Have we lost our zeal for the Lord and for His house? A few people asked me, Pastor, why did you come here to beautiful Savior? And my response was simple. Why wouldn't I? Beautiful Savior... God's house has a lot to offer that many churches don't have. I mean, Bill has heard me time and time again saying, what a joy it is to be here with all of you. Should we ask Jesus, should we ask him to come and clean house in our hearts, to bring his whip and overturn the tables of self-righteousness, self-serving and conceit, that some people, Some people have. You see, this is God's house. And the buck stops here. And it stops now. No more of it. No more bad-mouthing. No more backstabbing. No more not loving one another. That's not who we are. That's not who beautiful Savior is. Beautiful Savior is a wonderful place where people can come and worship and be assured of God's love and forgiveness. Holy Scripture says it best. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to this ungodliness and worldly passion and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. And that is, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Paul adds, who gave himself for us to redeem us. You see, here's the thing. Joyfully, we can thank the Lord that his house, that his house cleaning isn't just cleaning it up but also putting it back in order, the way that it is supposed to be. That's what Jesus does. And that's why we're in God's house today, to see Jesus and to receive his special gifts of life, forgiveness, and salvation. My dear friends in Christ, the buck stops now. So stop creating conflict in God's house. Stop questioning your pastor on everything he does. Have the mind of Christ. Instead of arguing and participating in this conflict, share Jesus and his cleaning love with each and every one. Go out into the world with this great news of his life, his death, his resurrection. Make this your mission. Make it your passion. Make that your life in praise, prayer, thanksgiving, and honor for the love of our true Savior, Jesus Christ. Isaiah says, the one who was pierced for our transgressions and who was raised again for our justification as St. Paul puts it. So remember this. Jesus loved you to death. So now here's the charge: go joyfully, and love him, and one another, and his father's house shall be clean and reclean. And do so with an overpassionate heart for life, the Christian life that God has given to each and to every one of us. So I say, go. Love the Lord and love one another. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds focused not on each other, not on your pastor, but on the love and mercy of who? Christ. In his name, amen. Please stand.